Welcome to the Joy Joya podcast, where jewelry is joy and everyone is encouraged to add more polish and sparkle to the world with topics ranging from marketing tips to business development, best practices and beyond. This is the go-to podcast for ambitious jewelry industry dreamers like you. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and professionals so they can thrive while adding more beauty to the world. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. As we all know, jewelry is joy, so I'll gladly seize any opportunity to talk about it. This is episode 174. And today I'm going to chat about how you can make trends work for your brand, even if you're not necessarily a trend-driven business. I've been thinking a lot about trends lately. If you listen to episode 169, my interview with Sophie Simon, you remember that she mentioned some of the downsides of trends. For example, if a certain color gemstone is trending, it could potentially have a negative impact on the mining industry and overstretched demand, putting pressure on miners to deliver. Coming back from Conclave a few weeks ago, I was also thinking about trends because of a trend-specific panel I attended. More on that in just a few moments. But here's the thing about trends. Not every jewelry brand is necessarily trend-driven, So how can you still find value in trends and incorporate them into your marketing and merchandising in a responsible and strategic way? Keep listening or watching for all the details. But before we get to the solid gold of this episode, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this podcast has both an audio and video component. So you can either listen on your favorite podcast platform or watch on YouTube by searching Joy Joya. I love creating this content as my act of service to you, my awesome listeners and viewers, and you can support the podcast for free by taking the time not only to subscribe, but also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. And I have a special request because when this episode comes out, it's actually my birthday. So if you, I would love the best birthday gift that you can give me is to leave a review on iTunes or even just comment on this video on YouTube. I just love getting feedback. It makes me feel so happy and like my content is valuable to you. So give me a birthday gift, guys. In this segment of the podcast, I give out my Sparkle Award for the week. During this segment, I highlight a jewelry brand that's impressing me with their marketing. The Sparkle Award is also interactive, so you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days, and I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. This week's Sparkle Award goes to Marla Aaron. I read an article about the brand on today.com all about how the designer hosted a Mother's Day celebration for single moms to make them feel seen. She never forgot the loneliness of what it's like to be a single parent, so she decided to host a Mother's Day luncheon for homeless single moms affiliated with Henry Street Settlement, a nonprofit social services agency in New York City's Lower East Side, where Aaron's son took piano lessons as a child. 
On Saturday, May 7th, 60 women from Henry Street and its various shelters gathered at the center for a catered brunch with all the fixings and a flower market that allowed them to create customized bouquets. Meanwhile, their combined 50 children were supervised by Henry Street staff while they decorate vases for their moms, play games, and eat pizza. About 80% of the women who attended this luncheon are actually homeless. The women also left the brunch with Marla Aaron's Lock Your Mom jewelry, and this is a Mother's Day initiative that she started in 2016 to recognize single moms. Through the Marla Aaron website, actually, anyone can nominate a single mom to receive a free sterling silver lock engraved with an exclamation point, which she has deemed a symbol for the power of mothers. Talk about tying your brand story to a purpose. I love this and find it super inspirational. As I mentioned, you can visit sparkleaward.com to nominate a jewelry brand that's inspiring you these days, and I might feature your submission on a future podcast episode. Let's discuss some recent news related to jewelry or marketing. Each week, I share my thoughts about three relevant articles, and you can get those links by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up. Once you're on the VIP list, you'll receive our weekly digest filled with new episode announcements. So the first article comes from Variety.com. It's called User-Generated Content Represents 39% of Time Spent with Media. So according to a new study from the Consumer Technology Association, Americans now spend nearly as much time streaming user-generated videos on YouTube, TikTok, and other platforms just as much as they do when watching traditional TV. This survey is based on self-reported data. So when we talk about user-generated content, that means content not from brands. So they could be influencers, social media creators. This survey says that user-generated content accounts for 39% of weekly media hours consumed by Americans versus 61% for traditional media. When it comes to Americans 13 years and older, Watching traditional TV content had just 18% share of weekly time spent with media compared with 16% for user-generated content videos. So this just goes to show that there's definitely an opportunity for brands to partner with influencers and brand ambassadors, other content creators, to help them create powerful content because that is what viewers, users of these social platforms really respond to the most. They see it as entertainment, they see it as engaging, so I really think that there is potential there. The second article comes from National Jeweler and it's five retail trends to watch from Conclave. It kind of ties into this episode too since we're talking about trends. So definitely buy now, pay later or BNPL is something that jewelers should be considering. It allows customers dream pieces to be more accessible because they can pay for those dream pieces with an installment plan. And some of those popular financing platforms are Klarna, Affirm, Afterpay, and Sezzle. The second trend is quote unquote slow jewelry. 
So transparency and sustainability are among the top values that consumers are looking for when they're shopping around. Sharing the process of how you make jewelry from start to finish is a way to let your consumers really understand the quality and power of fine jewelry. People want their jewelry to last a lifetime and they don't want something that will quickly go out of style. Number three, this one's kind of funny, kid core and grandma core are two popular trends. That's referring to more like that beaded kind of jewelry that children wear as also more of like a grandma, maybe in the past considered a little bit tacky and old style, but it's like very popular right now. Purple is also a trending color. It was at the Tucson Gem Show. Some trending ring styles include oval and marquee-shaped diamonds along with skinny bands. And also, American gemstones and jewelry are becoming popular partly due to supply chain issues. Then, the number four trend at Conclave is the luxury experience. Customers are ready to celebrate again. They're still looking for a luxury customer experience. So creating experiences for your customers is really essential. And then finally, from my talk at Conclave live stream shopping. Today's consumers are looking for digital innovation. They want to be entertained and have a fun and seamless shopping experience. If you want to learn more about that, listen to episode 172. I just did another episode about that. And then the last article comes from New York Times. It's called Rings Fit for All Fingers. We all have insecurities, and for some people, one of those is hand and ring sizes. When it comes to jewelry frustration, some consumers have mentioned that they're struggling to find rings that actually fit their fingers. So one quote from the article, the average U.S. women's ring size is somewhere between a six and a seven. The industry standard sample size ring is a 6.5. The most commonly stocked women's sizes five to eight follow the supply and demand business model accordingly, end quote. Of course, fingers come in all shapes and sizes, so consumers are really pushing for more inclusivity in ring sizing. And some jewelry brands are beginning to catch up. So this article highlighted Atomic Gold, Poirier, and L'Enchanteur. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. It's a timely topic. I was recently at a Women's Jewelry Association mixer, and I was chatting with LA president Lauren McCauley about how this jewelry brand that she works with are starting to be more inclusive in their sizing and partnering with influencers who kind of push that size inclusivity and how it's really launched for them because honestly not a lot of brands are doing this so if you can differentiate yourself with more inclusive sizing it could definitely be a selling point for your rings. As I mentioned, if you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can become a JoyJoya VIP by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up. Without further delay, let's talk about trends and how you can make them relevant for your business. So as I mentioned in the intro to this episode, 
In number 169, I had an interview with Sophie Simon and we talked about trends and how they can sometimes be detrimental to the jewelry industry. She said, and I'm quoting her, quote, trends are not a good thing for the gemstone market and for the people finding the gemstones because there is a lot of pressure. So when trends appear, basically all the consumers go for those gemstones and put a lot of pressure on the miners and on the market. So trends are a bad thing, end quote. Before speaking to Sophie, I had never really thought about this before, but I can totally see how it could be an issue for gemstone mining in particular. So how can you leverage trends responsibly and also adapt them to your individual business, even if you're not necessarily trend-driven in your merchandising? I'm gonna share five tips. Number one, create social media posts around trends. So one of the most fun things about social media, in my opinion, is the fast pace at which it moves, as well as the sense of community there. It's one of the only places these days where we see cultural phenomena, like way back in the day before streaming platforms and there were only a few television channels, it felt like everyone would be watching the same thing and talking about it. But that doesn't really happen anymore because there's so much choice out there for people. However, on social media, if you're a heavy user of social media, you'll definitely see trends. Those come in the form of memes, trending music, um, themes that kind of <laughs> arise a lot. If memes aren't really your thing for your brand, I know that doesn't work for every type of brand. You can also kind of do this by participating in national days or social media holidays. So you can go to nationaldaycalendar.com for a list of those. For example, when this episode is released, May 16th is National Piercing Day. That can be a really good way to participate in, I guess you could call it a trend. Um, it's something that a lot of people will be, be participating in. Tip number two, merchandise what you already have in your inventory around trends instead of buying new inventory. So for example, I have one client that I'm working with right now. They have many green gemstone pieces already in stock. It just so happens that green, especially lime green, is really a trending color right now and for summer. So this brand, they may not have emeralds for May's birthstone, but they definitely have a plethora of other beautiful green gems that are more affordable than emeralds and still very beautiful. So we just pulled all those pieces together into a new Shopify collection. We're doing some email and social campaigns around it and voila, something old is new again. Tip number three, do a lifestyle shoot around fashion trends. Again, this requires you to buy no new inventory. So let me give you an example. This summer, the following things are trending. The color yellow, white suiting, and polka dot patterns, just to name a few off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure with these three trends that any jewelry brand in the world can somehow style a look incorporating one or more of these trends in apparel. Throw it all on a beautiful model and then there you go. Suddenly your jewelry is very on trend. Tip number four, pay attention to trends in consumer behavior and expectations. For example, today's customers are getting more accustomed to the live stream shopping experience, 
which allows them to have the best of the in-store shopping experience in the comfort of their homes while they're wearing pajamas, sipping on a glass of wine or their favorite beverage. You can listen to episode 172 for more on that. Other trends this year in customer experience are augmented reality try-on tools, and then always looking for new ways to be able to speak to and communicate with customers like live chat, texting, DMs, etc. And then tip number five, trends in live events. I was inspired by an article I read actually this morning in JCK about Hamilton Jewelers. This is a jewelry store based in Princeton, New Jersey that held a live trunk show event in April to highlight their favorite designers, including Hippolyta and Roberto Coyne. They really went above and beyond for this trunk show, installing a dazzling floral arch on the store's exterior and inviting three local social media influencers slash fashion bloggers. The ideas for the details in this event definitely came from trends in the event industry, like the floral arch, which would make an amazing Instagram-ready statement and invites people, of course, to take selfies in front of it. Ann Russell, executive vice president of Hamilton Jewelers, said, quote, her ideas came from New York's lavish holiday displays and her time in Palm Beach, Florida for special events such as the Nation Natural Diamond Council's launch of its book Diamonds, Diamond Stories, end quote. If you host live events or if you don't and you want to, you can definitely check out what's trending in events by checking out an event industry publication like BizBash, B-I-Z-B-A-S-H. What do you think? Are you looking for ways to incorporate trends into your merchandising and marketing? You can always email me Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. If you love this podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend who would appreciate it. And don't forget to check out my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, which you can find on Amazon or at joyjoya.com slash book. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about working with Joy Joya, visit joyjoya.com where you can sign up to download our free eBooks about various topics in jewelry marketing.